listening to Destiny the Show. What up, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon. Welcome to Destiny the Show. My awesome co-host Diddy is here. How was your week, man? It was awesome. A lot better than last week, and uh, the weather is still really hot, but it's nice outside. I need rain. It's super hot, but I have a milkshake <laughs> here, so I'm feeling pretty summery, dude. Ooh, nice. Very lucky. Uh, what'd you play? What'd you play this week? I played some Destiny. Got uh, King's Fall hard mode raid in. Didn't beat Oryx because it was just like it was like 1.30 a.m. for me, and it was just super late, uh, so we had to call it quits. But uh, play some PvP as well. Um, started grinding those moments of triumph. I have two left over, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Uh, but yeah, grinding that Destiny. I played PvP. I got a wonderfully fun AS Luna, and I'm loving that hand cannon. I don't want to talk about it too much. I don't want to see that thing get nerfed. It's pretty good right now, so definitely enjoying that. I played a bunch of Rumble. I've not been a Rumble player for a long time. You know, during year one, I played quite a bit. Year two, not so much, and now I'm loving it, dude. I think Rumble Mm -hmm. is like my perfect go chillax playlist because I don't care if I win or if I lose, you know? Yeah, I've always loved free-for-all. It's less people. I like to say it's less chaotic, but you're versus five other people, which can be a little bit chaotic. But as our Destiny the Show motto is, always finish fights. Never start them or whatever. Never start fights, always finish them. That's what it is. Yep. Uh, that's uh, derived from free-for-all. You want to clean up all the kills instead of just starting them all out, right? It works really well if you're kind of impatient like I am because as soon as you engage somebody you know there's two or three guys listening who are chasing to try and clean you up so it's really just like look left gunfight look right gunfight look left gunfight and if you can survive it feels good everybody just sort of starts running towards you at the top of the map you're like all right (laughs) I like this it's good for training those 1v1 gunfights too yeah exactly and then like you said we did uh the king's fall run we might be able to finish it up before tuesday i did a vault of glass run last night with some of the pineapple boys we were trying to get one member there no time to explain and we just ran through vault of glass i think i want to talk about that later in today's topic you know an overview of today's show we're going to go over bungie day 2016 the rewards moments of triumph year two and we want to talk a little bit about the length of raids king's fall vault of glass crota's end there were some changes to skill-based matchmaking that occurred control right now they're trying a lessened SBMM style of things, maybe some more connection-based prioritization. We're going to discuss how that's worked out and what sort of the community reaction was in the forum post there. And then we, in our topic today, are diving way deep into class personality and identity. We're sort of joking before the show, Diddy, about Titans, right? Yeah, how they're just skating around. (laughs) Skating around, super agile. They don't really remind me of a heavy-duty tank that's wearing a bunch of armor when they're just twilight garrison shoulder charge you know so it's a pretty cool show and we're gonna hop into the news So Bungie Day 2016 has come and gone. It brought with it year two moments of triumph. We sort of knew about it. We talked about them last week. But Diddy, how does the record book work? How do you complete your year two moments? How long do you have? And all that and more. 
Yeah, so you pick up the record book. It's Don't worry, you don't have to purchase it like the SRL book. Um, the It's just waiting for you in your Postmaster. It goes into your inventory slot, so where Motes of Light uh, and Weapon Parts store. So if you are full on inventory, make sure you make some room, put some stuff in the vault, pick that up. Uh, Moments of Triumph, there's eight of them, ten of them? Eight of them, that's right. Um, and... There's tiered rewards. There's not just one emblem reward for completing all eight. You actually get, if you complete two, you get a reward. You complete four, you get another reward. You complete five and six, two more rewards on top of that. And then if you complete all eight, you have the ability to discount <laughs> the Bungie Day or Year Two Moments of Triumph t-shirt from the Bungie store. Um, and you can personalize your little gamer tag or PlayStation ID on the on the sleeve there, and it benefits the uh, Bungie Foundation. So that's pretty cool. That's fantastic. I know there were some folks a little bit like, what do you mean my maximum reward for completing all of them is that I get the opportunity to buy a shirt? This shirt benefits the Bungie Foundation, man. And mm-hmm. you still get both emblems and the shader without purchasing anything. I love the way they did this because last year, for year one moments of triumph, people complained left, right, and center. Well, if I can't do all of it, I'm not gonna get the emblem. This year, they've broken it out into tiers, so if you can only do a few, there's still rewards for you. There's rewards for almost every level of Destiny player as long as you put some effort towards it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Seemed like the best of both worlds. This all, you know, came from the weekly update, which we're gonna work into this talk here too, there was such cool artwork shown. Did you see that wallpaper by Kevin Raganet, Diddy? It's the cartoon Guardians All. They've got a mobile wallpaper sized mm-hmm. and a desktop wallpaper sized. That looks so cool. The artists <laughs> in this community are fantastic. I'd love to have little DTS avatars like this. We should get in touch with him, man. See if we can commission something. He's probably yeah. super busy. I bet you after that post, he's gotten a lot of work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bungie's 25 years old. This is their 25th anniversary this Bungie Day. Isn't that wild? That That is pretty wild because I think a lot of us think of Bungie as Halo. And they did yeah. stuff before that. <laughs> so I think, I think it was really cool to see this 25 years in 25 seconds video. Started with, oh my gosh, I don't know if it started with Marathon, but I'm going to say Marathon, Myth, Oni... Um, and then Halo, and then Destiny. So it's it's been a ride, man. Have you equipped your in-game Bungie emblem? Because I think you purchased, what, some mugs or something? I, I got a, um, a travel coffee mug um, and the screw top water bottle with the Destiny Tricorn emblem on it. It's really cool. Um, and yeah, if you purchase something, uh, it's too late now, I think. Um, but if you purchased something this past weekend from the Bungie store, you got a special emblem from Bungie Day. It's um, kind of like a gold yellow with the number seven on it. So if you see that in game, you had to purchase something from the Bungie store for Bungie Day that weekend. So unfortunately, you can't do it anymore, but I think it looks pretty sweet. And by the way, that poster or the artwork I was mentioning before from Kevin Ragnett, it's actually sold on the Bungie store as a poster for 15 bucks. It's sold out like immediately, but they are getting more in stock <laughs> on July 11th, I believe. I want one of these. I think that'd be so cool to hang up in the office. It mm-hmm. just looks pretty rad. All right. And that really was it for the weekly update. They didn't give us much information about anything about what's next. It was a day to celebrate what's going on. I think overall, great Bungie day and what they did with year two moments of triumph. Dude, fantastic. An improvement from last year. I like the emblems. I really like the blue shader a lot. The yeah, yellow I shader, it's all right. It's pretty cool. <laughs> We've got to mention, um, you have until the 20th of September. So when Rise of Iron launches, you can't do it anymore. 
And um, once you have the the book, the record book from the postmaster, you actually have to go into see the details of the record book in Destiny, and you actually have to hit A or X to complete that particular moment of triumph. Don't worry, you don't have to do it again if you've already done it. Um, you just have to go into the book, open it up, and actually complete those to receive your rewards. I have six out of the eight so far. I still need to do, um, I still need to finish Oryx on hard mode, and I need to get my 50th Calcified Fragment um, to get those um, last two rewards. And by the way, I think we should also mention the t-shirt that you can buy in the Bungie store has to be discounted because you can't just buy it because it's $777,777. It's just all sevens, six figures, and you have to discount it to $30 to get that. <laughs> yeah, and you do that by completing all of your moments mm -hmm. of triumph. Exactly. If you do pick up the record book on the wrong character, don't worry. You can delete that record book and then just pick up a new record book on the right character from the Eververse store for free. So don't worry. Don't fret. It's okay. Because <laughs> I picked it up on my Titan, which I've been playing PvP on, but my main character is the Warlock, obviously. So I had to do that. Speaking of Warlocks, I think you only have uh, until now and September 7th to pre-order one of the 1-6 scale Warlocks made by 3A. These are almost $200, but they are drop dead gorgeous it's a collectible mm -hmm. figure and they're starting with the warlock and oh my gosh if i had a little bit more money to throw around i would pick up one of these in a heartbeat it's so cool dude have you seen this yeah it looks really cool i'm not one for figurines but that's just because i don't have the real estate in my apartment to place all of them <laughs> um, but once i do i'm definitely getting all my favorite hand cans from destiny i'm gonna pick up some figurines from the bungee store as well Yep, and speaking of celebrations, last week was Destiny, the show number 104. We, too, have t-shirts for sale. We've got a new rebrand of everything, a new logo. We've got t-shirts, mugs, and all sorts of cool stuff like iPhone and Samsung Galaxy cases that you can pick up. And those links are on our Twitter, on the pinned tweet, and also on our website, destinytheshow.com. Shameless self-promotion. We got to see some of you guys buying those shirts last week. We appreciate it, and hopefully they get there soon and safely. All right, what's up next on our show notes, Diddy? faction or vanguard reputation for doing older raids what's this about <laughs> so this was a reddit post that came back uh, over the weekend last week from let's give him credit kill trend can we get once a week a half vanguard level and i added in the faction level reputation for an old raid for completing an old yes raid? yes do that would it. be awesome. Yeah, it would be, he says in his post, it would be way more fun than farming strikes, and it would let people who may never have done them, a large pool, um, have them, and whatever. It would open up more people to um, experience those old raids, and it would be a nice reputation boost. Yeah, that would be very cool, because I ran a Vault of Glass this week, like I said, and it was fun to go back and do it, and if they're not ready to do the remixes, we've talked about that in the Kotaku interview from three weeks ago, they're not ready to bring back the old raids unless they're going to remix them and update to the point that they're like, you know, the remix strikes. They want to give us a real reason to go back and do that. Okay, well, in the in-between time, just flip, switch, work your magic coding, and incentivize <laughs> it just a little, because I had a blast every time I go back and do the old raids. I have a blast. There's nothing wrong with King's Fall. Well, there might be some things wrong, and we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but I love going back and experiencing Vault of Glass again. That truly is the moment and the night that I was like, Destiny is it. I love this. Mm -hmm. This game is amazing. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I kind of understand now, Bungie, they they want to be, you know, Vault of Glass is around the level 26 to 30 difficulty. So once you hit that level in your Destiny experience, that's when you would go do those raids. Uh, Crota's Edge a little bit higher, and then King's Fall highest, obviously. I kind of understand that. And in terms of the lore, there's nothing there for that for us anymore. We've already defeated Atheon and Crota and Oryx uh, in the Destiny universe, so we, they want to keep moving forward. But I think this would be a great idea. Some more incentive in, incentives. Oof, I almost said incentivization. That's not a word. Uh, and more incentives to go do those old, those older contents, older pieces of content. Okay, so while we're on the topic of raids, why don't we talk about the Vault of Glass length? Because when I was doing it with the Pineapple Boys, that was the topic of discussion the entire time through the raid. We're like, you know, we like King's Fall. It's big and it's epic and it's fun. But something about Vault of Glass just feels right. That first encounter where you're just shooting Vex and Vex and Vex for minutes on end, there's something just fun about that. Settling into a rhythm and just really having a big out fight. It reminds me in a sense almost of what I had hoped Prison of Elders would be. Kind of this horde mode where you just have wave after wave of these enemies and it's up to you guys to be pretty tightly coordinated. Back in the day, nowadays it's easy, but back in the day, running hard mode on that was a challenge. But Vault of Glass in terms of its length, the whole thing just felt pretty spot on, don't you think? Yeah, I would definitely agree. You know, first time we did Vault of Glass, it took us Maybe an hour and a half, two hours. That was just because we were new and we had people taking us through it. First time we did Crota's End, took us maybe an hour to an hour and a half because it was a little bit shorter. King's Fall, minimum three hours because <laughs> you have to learn all the mechanics and that last Oryx fight, there's just a lot going on. You have to be really well coordinated. Um, it just lengthened and there was more stuff to do in King's Fall. We really liked that. We still do. But... The thing here is we think Vault of Glass was just the perfect length because it had the right amount of encounters. It had it's it's easier to go back to that one instead of King's Fall because whenever we run or whenever I personally run King's Fall now, it's like, man, I gotta dedicate at least an hour and a half to two hours to do this because yeah, I'm I'm raiding with experienced raiders, but even they can make mistakes and one slip up in one of the engagements that can cause a wipe and just add time onto it. And Vault of Glass is, I think it's just easier and shorter. And I really liked the environment of the Vault of Glass a little bit more. I think you need both. I don't want to come across full disagreeing here because we, we do have <laughs> some middle lines here. But convenience isn't the core principle of raiding, right? And right. I kind of love the epic behemoth that was King's Fall. Mm-hmm. When you take somebody new through it, you do have to set aside quite a bit of time to teach them the mechanics and to show them the ropes. And I've spoken very publicly. I mainly PvP. I am not a diehard raider. And so I always say things that are pretty scrub-like when we get in our raid crew. The Pineapple <laughs> Boys love to point that out. I'm looking at you, Sassy. Okay. But there's something great about how big a gigantic King's Fall is. And also at the same time, Vault of Glass not being that. So variety, spice of life. Do you want to see, with Rise of Iron, something the size of a King's Fall, or maybe more akin to the Vault of Glass? Me, it's probably Vault of Glassy, but I would hope in year three we're getting two or three raids. I, I want to live in this world where we're getting new raids more than just once a year, because gosh darn, it's the pinnacle of PvE content in this game. Mm -hmm. My main complaint about King's Fall, they made it so epic, and the final Oryx fight is so big and gigantic, and so many things going on, that it lags. 
almost every group that we raid with that final fight lags. And this last run that we did that we've talked about, it ended unsuccessfully because of how laggy it was. We were executing the mechanics just right, but the knights would show up and they'd just blink and teleport over to the orbs and just start eating them. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's unfair when I can't even shoot him between point A and B because the connection is so bad. Or even the platforms didn't register. (laughs) We're jumping on him in the right order, giving the right time, and the platforms aren't even registering. It's like, oh, come on. And I'm wondering, is the scale so large and so epic that connection-wise, with no dedicated servers hosting our raid instance, have we reached the limit? Is King's Fall pushing it too far? Yeah, I would agree. And it's not just... It's not only the connections, you know? It's, most of our connections are strong. It's just the amount of stuff going on in that last fight. You have four, eight, 12, 16 blights on the room, and then all the enemies spawning in, and then Oryx just shooting with his eyeball at the at the spark runner. It's just all this stuff going on. It's hard to render that on the hardware and maintain a strong connection, and it's just, that's what made everything fall. It wasn't, I hate to say this, but it wasn't our fault that we kept wiping. Like you said, it was just the connections that uh, um, just prevented us from completing it. Some of it was our fault. There was a few deaths where it was <laughs> like, true. okay, gone at our yeah, But yeah, that is true. nothing is more frustrating than we're at 1 a.m. It's like, okay, let's just wrap this up. Let's just wrap this up. Mm-hmm. It's only going like to take seven platforms. more minutes, one more run, and then yeah. it's just like the night blinked. And we get really far, too. It's like the platform didn't <laughs> register. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are war stories, man. That's what rating brings to the table. Before we move into the topic, I want to bring up the skill-based matchmaking test that has been running since this previous Wednesday, July 6th. And I quote from senior designer Derek Carroll. When the new settings are applied, players at the extreme ends of the skill curve, you probably know who you are, should see shorter matchmaking times. Connection quality is still the primary search criteria. The changes we're implementing will make playlists more responsive to the overall composition of the player population. As matchmaking times shorten, you may encounter players across a wide range of skill, or wider range of skill, end quote. So they're reducing skill-based matchmaking in control and they had a few issues when it first went live and it happened on wednesday and some bug happened so they turned it off and then it's been returned back on as of the time you're listening to this unless something's been updated over on the bungee forum cosmo posted about it uh just i think two days ago which was like friday evening that it's back on so hop in control give it a try see if you're getting better connection matches i do know the high-end players when we talk to sassy and aura their search times were getting ludicrous like very very long eight to ten minutes if not longer to try and find matches to the point where they're like both playing ftl while they're waiting <laughs> to actually get into a match like league of legends pro style you know yeah, exactly. And we also have a, a follow-up post on the Bungie forum that I thought was funny, kind of cringe, kind of sad. Do you want to read it, Diddy, and give us the breakdown? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, Cosmo posted over on the Bungie forums that the new matchmaking settings are live in control, and he posts a link about where you can read the details. And uh, one of the top comments or responses to Cosmo's post is, and I quote here, Skillbus matchmaking is the AIDS of destiny. We are tired of lag. We are tired of red bar gods. We are tired of every game being a sweat fest. We are tired of being shot around corners. Stop manipulating the system. Stop protecting noobs. Stop lying. Just stop. We are all sick to death of you dragging your feet while we suffer. 
Everyone, upvote this comment and downvote Cosmo's thread to show Bungie what the community really wants. No skill-based matchmaking. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he posts a couple videos, or one video, about uh, all the lag in the Crucible. So, very salty, very extreme uh, side of the spectrum, but I, I feel like uh, it's becoming more and more mainstream as more people start to talk about uh, skill-based matchmaking and the effects that it has on their uh, Crucible performance. Yep. There was like 200 replies to that comment, most of them being bumps. He has like yep. almost 100 <laughs> upvotes. Cosmo did get downvoted to zero, and it's like, all right, you're a little overdramatic, man. But <laughs> after this last Iron Banner, I, I again agree with the sentiment. I had a lot of red bar stuff this last event, and... Mm -hmm. It's weird how we just seem to sort of fluctuate up and down. I try and play every Iron Banner and try and really pay attention to the quality of the games that are played. And this one seemed to be the worst in probably four or five Iron Banners, at least for me. And that's such a small sample. You can't just use myself and my own personal opinion as the broader identifying or, or tuning fork. But uh, we've talked about this a lot. You and I like the idea of social and rank distinction. And then there's mm -hmm. players who hate that and... I don't want it so the best players match with players who are brand new. That's not fun for anybody. And I'm not looking for lessened skill-based matchmaking to beat up on lower-skilled players. I'm looking at it to give me better connection games. And until we get dedicated servers, I think that's your priority and what you want for a healthy matchmaking experience is solid connection games. Because that player who's on the lower end of the skill, if it's a good connection game, he's got a, an opportunity to learn and improve. But everybody, regardless of the skill, when it's a bad connection game, it's just frustrating. It's just straight up frustrating with no real alternative or option given to you, you know? Right. And I think it's good to note that with this updated matchmaking algorithm that they just updated Destiny with last week, it's really just opening up the range of players to the higher level. So say you're in the top 5%, instead of being matched with the top 10% and above, it's gonna be the top 15% and above. It's something like that. It's not gonna be, oh yeah, everybody matches with everybody. There's still, like they said, there's still some elements of skill-based matchmaking to protect the day one player. And I mean, like he picked up Destiny today, this morning, and he just started yeah. to play. To protect yeah. those players, yes, I understand that. You don't wanna be matched with Triple Rec or or wish you luck, those top PVPers, your first day in the, in the in Crucible. That's just not going to be fun. You're going to be like, wow, this sucks. I hate this, and I'm never going to touch it again. And that's how you lose a fan of the game. Yep. Well said. Let's hop into the topic. Please, Guardians, let me help you. If you come looking for wise words, I shall try, but I ask you to turn them to action. So short, sweet topic today. We were just discussing class identity and how do you really define the role of what it means to be a hunter, what it means to be a warlock and a titan. I think they did a great job at the start of the Taken King giving us those little tiny lore quests to go off and explore kind of the principles with the Korra Ray talking you through what it really means to be a warlock. And you're like, oh, that's, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And doing that mission and you really felt special. But nowadays, I look at the classes and I, I just sort of see a lot of the same. I feel like... Everybody's just DPS because we kind of are at our core, and yeah, we have some different abilities, and that's rad, but before the game came out, I thought of Titans as being these slow, heavy-duty tanks who specialized mm -hmm. in using really heavy weapons, and now, if you play Crucible, they're the fastest class in the game. <laughs> they're skating all over the place, and then you add Twilight Garrison into the mix, or Juggernaut Shotgun, or even Shoulder Charge. It doesn't remind me of a big, fat, heavy tank. They seem more like a hunter than they do a Titan, dude. 
Yeah, they're they're very nimble. If you play against a really good Titan, you're never going to hit them with, say, a sniper rifle or a scout rifle. You're just not because they they're so agile, they're so quick on their feet, and they're like you said, the original impression. This made me think of before Destiny came out. What are the classes going to be? Titan, slow, heavy tanks using special weapons. I never intended to touch a special weapon because I said I'm going to do a hunter in Destiny before I even touched the game. And as, as a hunter, I thought, you know, they'd be more agile, speedy, and specialized in long-range sniper rifles, hand cannons, scout rifles, and stealth modes, and be that high DPS character. Granted, be really fragile, have less amount of health, but be that role in the fire team. And you said warlocks, the original intention was wizards, buffing allies and debuffing enemies and specializing in spells, you know doing that kind of thing space magic nova bombing people and just being that role in the fire team i think it begs the question or not really because we kind of understand that bungie wants to have all the classes be balanced for both pve and pvp but it would i think it would add a lot more character customization and variety into destiny yeah, let me give a practical example for the Warlock. That's my main class. I love those guys. But I really want to see them get more spells. They are the space wizards after all. And I would love to be able to buff my teammates or put debuffs on ads or do some crowd control. Really use the element of what a space wizard is instead of I've got a DPS bomb that I can throw at people <laughs> or I can shoot force lightning out of my hands. They're both DPS abilities. And you hit the nail on the head, it all comes back to that PvE and PvP distinction, because there's no way in PvP Bungie would ever want a warlock to throw a buff on his teammate that turns that <laughs> teammate into a one-shotting monster. That that won't work. But in PvE, it opens up so many opportunities. What if in the Golgoroth fight, you drop the bubble, and your warlock, you need a warlock, he throws that buff onto one of your teammates who's your highest DPS hunter, and he gets that damage buff, and he puts that extra damage into Golgoroth to drop in faster. It creates a lot more potential scenarios that you can have within the PvE space. Same yeah. thing, hunters, man. I really think hunters always should be that agile, super speedy, fast aggressive dps class whereas right now i think titans occupy that space striker titans occupy that space more so than hunters do yeah and talking about the buffing the allies and debuffing enemies from the warlocks it reminded me of the sunbreaker melee melting point that is a support thing that's a debuff you place on enemies golgroth fight in king's fall like you said we have a solar titan just punch him and then we do more damage because it reduces their armor that seems not like a Sunbreaker ability and should be on a more support class, like Defender Titan. Defender Titan has the shield, it has the buffs for your allies, it has the suppression grenade that debuffs enemies, it prevents uh, PvP crucible enemies from doing... Oh, I'm, I'm stepping into PvP versus PvE there. I should just step away. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> You guys should definitely take a listen to Crucible Radio's last couple weeks of shows because they had Grant Mackay and John Wisniewski and Greg, I'm forgetting your last name right now, Greg, I apologize, but three guys from Bungie over on their show and they were talking about uh, balance of the classes in particular and some PvP stuff as well. And they think about this and talk about it every single day, I guarantee you. Every water cooler moment at Bungie and the <laughs> PvP design team, they're talking about these things. But really, under the microscope, do titans occupy that personality of the big bad armored dude 
are hunters that super speedy i mean why not with hunters have something like a sniper esque spec that's really good for long distance engagements because i've always felt like they're that nomadic dude who can hop in and out of the fight really quick but hit you without you seeing them kind of a deal yeah i don't know blade dancer has his camo i we used to run that all the time that was the subclass for crota's end because you just stealthily move around the map um nice stalker they have the keen scout perk if you're farming hadium flakes on the dreadnought you have a nice stalker build and you can easily find those um, planetary materials or the chests because you're running around the map and you see it on your radar. You get you get that. That kind of stuff makes me feel like a hunter, but not any of the other stuff. Yeah, agreed. Well, before we leave, I want to talk about one more thing, and that is the idea of faction battles. We've mentioned this probably a year and a half ago. PvP event that we just brainstormed where New Monarchy goes against Dead Orbit, and they also go against Future War Cult. It's a big PvP event, just kind of like Iron Banner, where full teams of factions versus faction players. So you'd have the game match Dead Orbit people versus New Monarchy people, and over the course of a week, whoever wins the most amount of matches gets some sort of awesome in-game reward. Right, Diddy? Yeah, and I think it can't, it shouldn't exclusively be PvP. I think that would be the easiest way to explain it. With but you introduce the idea of faction leaderboards into into the mix. I think Destiny Tracker has something like this implemented, or they they did at one point. At the end of the week, the faction with the most amount of points gets something, gets a reward, and you do that in PVE by completing strikes, raids, story missions, whatever adds points onto it pvp as well winning the most matches winning um, or completing matches even completing bounties for your faction the most amount of reputation gained for your faction that would be awesome this reminded me of uh, old school runescape had a members only um, pvp mode called castle wars um, in the waiting arena, you would pick your faction or your team that you would do, and you'd load into the map. Two castles on either corner of the map, and it's like 30 or 50 versus 30 or 50 of these factions. It's like capture the flag, but you just have this your whole team running around the map, killing enemies, stealing flags, doing objective, doing slayer, whatever. And it was just so much fun. It had exclusive rewards, and it made you hate the other faction. <laughs> and I, I want that in Destiny. You know, the reason I chose New Monarchy in Vanilla Destiny over any of the others was because originally the factions had specific um, armor roles. New Monarchy had intellect discipline role, and I wanted to do that spec, so I chose New Monarchy. Future War Cult had discipline strength. Uh, Dead Orbit had intellect strength, and this is Vanilla Destiny when it first came out. That's what made me choose my faction. It was exclusive. Yeah. Now they have all just blended together, and the only difference is the shaders, the class items, and the weapons that you get. Yeah. Do you Not like really... black and white? Yeah. Do you like red? Do you like red, yellow, and blue? <laughs> Make it more than that, man. And mm -hmm. this could be a great way to create animosity and just... A really fun event whoever wins right maybe hang up their banners in the tower for a week let's say like new monarchy wins you've got all these red banners dripping everywhere it's just it would be a cool thing and they probably don't have to tweak a whole lot from iron banner other than maybe some paradigms in the matchmaking although 
that could be really terrifying if they try and have any element of skill-based matchmaking in there. <laughs> if it's like, okay, we need all six new monarchy over here, and we need all six dead orbit over here, and they got to be around the same skill. Hello, red bars. Mm-hmm. Hello, lots of red bars. Yeah, and you could highlight two factions each week or each month. This yeah. month, this week is new monarchy versus dead orbit. Have at it in the crucible. Equip your factions, whatever, because you can't change factions midweek. Or, or more than once a week, so you just change at the beginning of the week, you get that reputation, you get those rewards, and then you continue on. Yeah, there's potential there. And I'd like to hear what our listeners have to think about this, so tweet us your thoughts about class identity. How do you make hunters, titans, and warlocks feel more like their particular class? Or what you think about faction battles? Over at, at Destiny the Show on Twitter. I think that's going to wrap up today's show. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and Discord.me slash Destiny the Show. Yep, you can head on over to our Discord, like Diddy said, and hang out with a group of similar-minded Destiny Guardians. We're usually doing PvP, although I know we're going to be doing some more King's Fall runs as people need their Moments of Triumph stuff before September gets here. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on YouTube and Twitter. You can go to our website, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today and more. Check out our friends over at destinytracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. Have a great week, guys, and hopefully next week's weekly update will bring with it a schedule of some Rise of Iron reveal stuff, because we're getting close enough where I think the streams are starting soon. Thanks, and have a good week.